of repeating myself. I've just started the timer. I'm John. I'm Ron. I'm Steve. Welcome. Welcome to part two of episode 118, where we talk about what? Uh, upcoming movies. Yeah. From which season? Uh, this one. The one that we're actually <laughs> well into at this yeah, point. Yeah. Timely as always. So this episode should be coming out on, what, the 26th? Is that a Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Friday the 26th. So really only five days technically into fall. Right. So the right. fall yeah, preview right. is, is very timely. But considering that September is one of the months included in our preview, probably some of the movies we might mention have already come out or are coming out. Mm-hmm. But uh, how do you guys feel about the fall movie season so far? Uh, very exciting. Very exciting. Um, I mean, it... Ronald was just carried off by a hawk. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Oh, God. Um, pretty good. So <laughs> or some kind of like pterodactyl or some sort. Pretty good so far. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a really good season for movies. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of, uh, there's a big variety of films, a lot of films from filmmakers that we're all fans of. Yep. Um, a lot of our, some of our top actors have kind of big movies coming out this year. Um, and it's exciting as, you know, times just, you know, weeks before when this podcast comes out, you know, there's the, the big Toronto Film Festival, the International Film Festival, lots of movies that were talked about there, a lot of names being thrown around for some of the big, like, award season categories or names that some people maybe have never heard of, yeah. which is always exciting because, you know, those films that come out that are the ones that kind of, like, surprise you or, you know, are the dark horse or whatever you want to deem it. It's um it's exciting to see those movies that can come and people will ho- hopefully find them and uh, identify with them and maybe make a star out of somebody. Which there's a couple of this season that really kind of stand out to me as being uh, candidates for that for sure. But I mean, in terms of when this is coming out, September is pretty much over, like you were saying, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to? Uh, do you want to complete your tease from the first half of this well, episode? I was just looking. I was wondering, is that the movie I'm going to say was, okay. was my pick? Let me just quickly determine whether that's the case, <laughs> and then we can. You know, I'll go ahead and get, call it my pick for the month. I, there's a couple of other movies that I'm just as interested in in a lot of ways, um, but uh, the movie that I'm surprised to find myself interested to see, which by now will have been out for a week in theaters everywhere, I believe, is uh, Kevin Smith's Tusk. Mm. I'm not a Kevin Smith fan. I'm not even, I'm not, I mean, I'm, you know, I don't have much use for him or something. I don't know. I'm I'm not even one of those people that loved clerks and then didn't like things after that. I've liked bits and pieces. I've liked certain, certain performances, certain, certain jokes of his, but overall I find him to be kind of, I I don't know. I just feel like he, he doesn't make movies that seem particularly cinematic to me and that the filmmaking, Seems like it's totally dependent on you really loving his dialogue. But um, the movie Tusk, I'm really intrigued to see how far it goes in the kind of straight-up body horror genre. From what I've heard about it, it seems people say it goes there in ways that you wouldn't expect it to. It is an idea that he apparently came up with on his podcast, and they kind of talked through the plot. But apparently what they'd done, they they found this personal ad where a guy had, had asked someone to come over and dress up as a walrus for him. Yeah. And they just took this idea of someone taking out a personal ad or someone with a desire to, to take someone and, and actually transform them into a walrus. And in the film, that seems to be, if you've seen the trailer, that seems to be what the, the premise of the movie is, is that Michael Parks plays this weird old... 
I don't know what he is, and I don't know if he's an old doctor or if he's an old uh, seafaring man or something, but he's a guy who has this affection. He's a man of travels, it He's a man of travels. (laughs) But a man who has maybe this affection for walruses, and he wants to take a person and and see you're chuckling to say. So Justin Long plays a podcaster who's going to interview this guy, um, and it seems to be kind of a smug douche in in the brief glimpse we get in the trailer mm. before he finds out what this guy has as a plan for him so it seems like a riff on movies like human centipede and and maybe even a little hostile some of that kind of body horror torture porn sort of idea but the just the notion that kevin smith it looks like it's well shot for one of his movies <coughs> and the notion the notion that he's taking a bit of a genre you know we talked about this last time i like it when people take you know the the usual people sitting around talking movie and and put genre elements in it and this just seems like it seems like fertile ground for a horror movie i, I still don't know what i really expect from it but i know that i'm really interested in in seeing it so yeah so it's... tusk tusk for september i would have picked that one actually i almost yeah. did i think i may have just misinformed rana with with the date for a movie that we were just talking about before we started recording because i mm-hmm. actually had it as my pick but i just forgot that it was for september um which is for box trolls? Oh, that would have been yeah. If, um, yeah, so it's, it is it's September. end of September. Yeah, twenty. Damn it. So it'll be today. <laughs> so it comes out today. today. That that would be the one. I mean, if I weren't being, if I didn't think it was interesting to me that I'm looking forward to a Kevin Smith movie, the movie that seems to me like the biggest shoe in uh, is box trolls. That just looks great. Yeah, that's like one of those kids movies that's not really for kids. It's weird. Like, well, you know, I, Paranorman a couple years ago. This yeah. is, but this is the same creative team. Steve, do you know for, for sure whether it's the same people that did Paranorman? It, it's the same production company. I'm yeah. not sure of the actual writers and filmmakers themselves, but it's what is it called like, Leica. Leica, yeah, yeah, L A I K A Leica. But yeah, that's exactly what that was. Paranorman was like had a kiddie appeal but it also had lots of elements that only an adult who'd seen a lot of horror films would appreciate all the nods they were making in that yeah, film yeah so. definitely looks cool I'm, I'm, I'm interested yeah the premise is fun I mean it looks mm-hmm. gorgeous all the t- teasers and trailers for it that I've seen so far I mean like Paranorman and uh, um, Coraline like, you know I've, I've been mm-hmm. a huge fan of all their all of their of their product period so mm-hmm. nothing about this movie tells me that I'm not going to probably love it um but yeah i'll probably end up going to see it this weekend if i haven't already seen it by now <laughs> yeah uh, what do you got for september uh the huh? skeleton twins oh, okay. uh Kristen wig bill Hader. it's about some estranged uh siblings haters gonna hate haters gonna hate and he plays uh a character that's similar to his character or that he played on weekend update stefan <laughs> Yeah, and the whole idea is like they they haven't spoken for uh, ten years or so, and it's really not revealed why. And through the story, you find out why they haven't spoken, and um, just kind of realize that why family's so important. So it looks like a cool movie. Uh, Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader are really funny people, so I'm 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 looking forward to seeing it. I don't know if I heard about the movie being particularly good. I've I've heard they're good in it, at the very least. It's good, and it actually came out. Couple weeks ago, yeah. Is it is it is it everywhere yet? Is it no? Okay, it's not unfortunately. I, I think that's why there's going to be some time confusion in this in this first there month is. here because <laughs> there is. Well, a lot some... of sci-fi going on. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Limited release. I'm not sure. Like it, it's not playing in a lot of the the theaters in Baltimore yet. So, so it's not at the Charleston. No, not yet. I think next couple of days it will be. So looking forward to that. 
Anything else standing out for September? I have to say, I'm curious, just because he looks so much the part, I'm curious about, uh, uh, I don't know, what if he's if he's Andre 3000 or what's his uh, last name <laughs> that he's going by in the film, but, um, you know, it's Andre Benjamin, right? That's his yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, just looks almost exactly like Jimi Hendrix in yeah. all the footage. And the only thing that's strange is, I think this is the one where they didn't get the rights to yeah. use any yeah. of the music. Yeah. It's not, so that's, that's, a, that's a bit odd. It's not but, the big songs. It's like his miscellaneous, unreleased songs that he... Well, he played a lot of covers and interpretations, yeah. so I think they have room to have those songs be in there. But, uh, but he just looks so much the part. And I he think does. what this movie does is what we were saying... Um, last time about biopics that we liked i think this movie takes us a certain era of his life mm. and focuses on that i don't think this one goes back to childhood and tries to show how you know someone say jimmy you'll never be able to play the guitar <laughs> like that you know Mama, although isn't I... he british so it would be a different accent i yeah it's he, he like grew up in James? the u.s and then moved to the uk it's yeah. like an interesting story so i'm interested yeah i'd like to see it when's it come out that one comes out today oh wow <laughs> Cool. Although in the future, when we're taping this, it's going to blow your mind if you try to get it straight out there, if you're listening, that we taped this a week before we put it out. What the... What? It's the timeline is all warped. It's bizarre. It's but the next month, I believe, that comes in the fall is the month called October. Mm, okay. It is called such. Yes. Okay. You know, oct... It's the month of my birth. The, the, the prefix oct means eight. Mm-hmm. But October oh. is not the eighth month. Yeah. It used to be. Really? Yeah, it did. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, chew on that for a little while. Not while I was a kid or anything. This was this was at least 10 or 11 years before that. Um, October. You can tell I've done my research because I have the the calendar that's in the Entertainment Weekly uh, fall preview just out in front of me. And I know there's a ton of stuff coming out in October that looks good. Uh, but I think my pick for that month... Gosh darn it. Uh... Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Gone Girl. Nice. Mm-hmm. I just think that I mean Good I'm a pick. I'm a David Fincher fan, uh, and I think he does. He gives good thriller, and I I haven't read the book Gone and Girl, Tyler but Perry's he, in it. he gives good thriller. Yes, he gives good thriller. <laughs> and I'm not going to. I haven't read the book Sounds Gone like Girl. Slang for but a sexual. It does. Guy. It does. <laughs> it's a new sex uh, yeah. position. Man, I want to really try well. that. Whatever it is, thriller. <laughs> All thriller, no filler. Um, <laughs> The uh, or yeah, you might want <laughs> that, that, that doesn't sound as good. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound as good. You want a little filling, um, no? But I think that uh, I think that it it looks well cast, and the, it's another one where like the trailers for um, Social Network and for uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. There's like a, a large. The first trailer that I saw was just just a song with clips from the movie set yeah. to it. And in the case of all of those, you know, David Fincher's footage. Is he gives good footage too? If you know what I'm saying, um, and it just looks great. It yeah, just it seems so movie. Good. Yeah, it just it looks so good. It just seems like it seems like one of those movies that you're going to be excited while you're seeing it, and then you're going to want to talk about when it's done. So, well, coming from uh, as an employee of Penguin Random House, yes, this episode is sponsored by Penguin Random House, obviously. <laughs> right. Uh, Ronald picked up the tab last week, yep. so I got it this week. Yep, yep. Uh, this is a book that everybody that I work with has always talked about ever since i've worked there this mm-hmm. is a jillian flynn book that's a bestseller yep she's a very popular author but i mean people i work with talk about this book all the time and uh getting the treatment that it's getting getting the talent that it has and you know the fact that david fincher's involved at all like you were saying john that's that's enough reason for me to say this is one of my most must-see films of the season yeah 
But you know how much I love Ben Affleck. I think of amongst all the craziness about him being Batman, I feel like this movie has kind of flown under the radar. So I think it really sets it up for some sort of really big success with with moviegoers. Maybe see a side of Ben Affleck um, that really you. No, I don't know. Like the way the trailers look, that maybe you've never seen. Well, I, it looks like smart casting because I, from what I hear, the the character seems like the bereaved husband. Yeah, and then <clears throat> that's the first person you look at in a you know sure, when a, a woman disappears a case, or yeah. is murdered. Um, but then that it seems like he's a good person to play that because there is that little backlash built in about Ben Affleck. So getting him to play a good guy who might not be such a good guy but might not be such a bad guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, that feels like a smart type of role for him to be in. Like Definitely. David Fincher is using what we think of Ben Affleck already to kind of fuel the movie, and that seems that makes it seem like good good casting and, yeah. you're, and you're right it does seem like in all the hubbub about batman you sort of forgot that there might be other sure. movies in the pipeline but but no yeah, i mean great. you know i've always liked him and i i think this looks this looks like a good part for him so yeah it looks awesome and other people that are in it, neil patrick harris oddly enough tyler perry is in it and you know seems to be i mean i guess there's no reason to believe tyler perry wouldn't be a good actor in one of these types of movies. Yeah, well, movie. I'm just saying in one, you know, like with a with a real director and yeah. everything. Like, yeah. I, I I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I was being kind when I said that. Maybe. But I'm just saying it's that's interesting casting that seems like it's designed to get your attention. But I don't know. Right. And I, th- I think Casey Wilson from uh, Happy Endings. Yeah. Yep, I think she's, she's in it. it. Yeah. So just, again, that David Fincher knack for filling even the oddball roles with, with character actors and faces you might recognize. That's so. awesome. Um, there's actually, there was actually three movies this month that I was kind of going between that being one of them. And they all have lead actors that I absolutely love. I'm not going to give the love to my boy, Brad Pitt for this month for his film Fury. Drop it real quick for him. Mm -hmm. Um, but my must see movie of this month is Nightcrawler. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as a blue furry mutant. (laughs) Yes. Who teleports into the spinoff X-Men film. I've always dreamt of, (laughs) I don't really, I don't really know what to say about the movie beyond whatever. I mean, like everything that I've heard about it, it's it's a must see movie. Every film festival it's been at, every review I've read, I'm trying to stop reading reviews because it's killing me because I mm. want to see this movie so bad. The last few films that we've seen Jake Gyllenhaal in, including Enemy, Prisoners, End of Watch. I mean, he's just been solid, and I think he's on that he's on that cusp of. Um, talking about like breakout things for Oscars and things like that, even though he's been nominated before, I think it's, it's a movie that looks incredible. He, he plays this seedy guy who wants to get involved in like, you know, media journalism, these guys that chase ambulances that, that break in, you know, to scenes to get fo- fo- footage and photos and video that sites like TMZ and things like that. They, they pay for this stuff from these guys, these paparazzi, but not really paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Um, his physical transformation looks ridiculous in the trailer. He looks crazy as shit in the trailer. It just looks really cool. It looks very stylized as well. It, uh, the atmosphere looks crazy. Um, Renee Russo is in it as well. She looks like she's going to be awesome. But um, it's Dan Gilroy uh, directed it, who really has never gotten much in terms of, uh, I guess, a spotlight as a director. So this is really interesting to see him take it in the director's chair this time. But, uh, yeah, Nightcrawler just... Yeah, looks awesome. By the way, I think Fury is a November release. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, last thing I had was in October. Well, then good. I didn't pick it. Maybe. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Maybe it'll have a chance. <laughs> Maybe it'll have a chance. Thanks, John. Bradley Pitt. I'm always here to give you some wiggle room, Steve. Uh, October. My October pick is The Judge. Uh, 
Really? Yeah, man. I like Robert Downey Jr. And there's nothing that's... Actually, honestly, my real pick was Alexander in a Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Honestly. I used to love that book as a kid. The movie And the cartoon. Good. I don't know about that trailer, though. I, I mean, like I, I like Steve Carell. I, I like Jennifer trailer. Garner. I like the trailer. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know, man. That's not, what, what else this month? I, I think I'm very curious about Birdman. Oh yeah, that looks, that looks interesting. It's where he plays almost like I mean I don't think it's one of those it's one of those things where it's it's not an autobiographical role, but the idea that he's a film star that was famous for playing the superhero named Birdman and how he's ha- kind of having a mm. looks like a post career high kind of meltdown and uh, you know there's a there's a fist fight between him and Ed Norton with Ed Norton wearing uh, bikini briefs it looks like. <laughs> I it's it's uh, develop. Who's the director? It's uh, is it Inaratu? Yeah. Um, is that my? Is that right? It's a comedy drama. I'm gonna have to look this up. It looks really good. Like it it looks looks like it might be a little kind of mind bendy and trippy in that kind of Michelle Gondry way, but that it seems kind of grounded in this one man's uh, you know mental experience. Mm. So I think it has it might have like hallucinations and flashbacks and weird stuff going on. That's all based around this the perspective of this character. But really, I think we're all just excited, partially because I think there's a lot of goodwill towards Michael Keaton, and whenever he pops up in a movie these days, people tend to say he was really memorable in it. What's what's he doing? Why, is he, why isn't he doing more stuff? And this seems like... Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a movie that you would want to see him in, like a, a, a you know a mid-level kind of indie film that's built around his performance. It seems about time for him. So, I'll check it out. And then there's another movie that I saw a trailer for that I'm very curious about. I don't know if it looks good, but I think it looks like kind of fun and maybe a little dangerous and interesting. But Dear White People, have you seen the trailer yes. for that? It looks like uh, that looks like one of those movies that's going to be a great conversation starter. Yeah, I actually, mm-hmm. put that. Uh, it looks like School Days. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like an, the, the, the like right updated yeah. essentially, and it seems like it's done with a lot more humor than something like what was the John Singleton film Higher Learning, yeah. Yeah. which was so Definitely. unsubtle. Like Dear White People, just from the trailer, appears to it's like it makes the joke, and then it you can see they're going beyond that joke to another joke to an, you know, like you know yeah. what I'm saying. It seems like it's smartly put together. It's really good. If That's if, really good. if smartly is even a word, <laughs> it might be a very ironic non-word. It looks <laughs> Dear White People, smartly is not a word. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're in November now, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think with November, you know, that we'll just have to, we'll, we'll have to fight it out over whether some of these other movies look good or not. But the one movie that I just, I cannot, I mean, that I'm champing at the bit to see is, uh, Interstellar, the Christopher Nolan okay. film with Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. It is... It just is intriguing looking. I mean, it's one of those where they've been very cagey about releasing any kind of details from it. And it is, you know, it is like that Christopher Nolan seems to do one of his own kind of movies in between doing some of these other big franchise opportunities that he gets. So this will be his first post-Batman film. It looks like smart sci-fi. It looks like it involves, like, interstellar travel in the sense of, like, going through wormholes or... You know, yeah. all that mm. kind of stuff, which is very mind-bending. And even, like, Inception was a movie that I thought was visually incredibly well-realized. And a story that was, eh, okay. I mean, I, I think Inception's a little overrated because of how well-made it is. But it is true that when you set Christopher Nolan loose with, like, an original idea, you know you're going to get something that looks unique. And you're probably going to get some good ideas and some 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 kind of uh, just trippy concepts in there. Oh, yeah. And just the way they've been rolling out the marketing for this film, the first trailer was very abstract. The second trailer got a lot more plot into it and some visuals that just 
make me want to know what's going on in that scene, you know? So I hope that it is, uh, like I remember watching Gravity, finding myself thinking I, I would love to see this level of, of realism in the approach towards space travel, but with a little bit more sci-fi, a little bit more mm. of those elements coming in. And Interstellar seems like it's going to be that kind of smart sci-fi that's based on on at least real ideas and yeah. not just, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going off into like alien civilizations or anything, but it does seem like it shows you some planets you've never seen. And just the idea of humankind looking for a new home in the universe because Earth is being spent in some way. I mean, that's not a brand new idea, but the notion of someone treating that idea seriously. Yeah, and yeah. and plus we're in the middle of a big moment for Matthew McConaughey and he looks like he's bringing all the emotion possible out of this role. Yeah, That whole idea of going into space and how time passes differently for you than for the people back home and coming back and your kids are grown up and oh, things have yeah. changed. That's extremely, yeah, that's poignant no matter who you are. So. Yeah. No, totally. Looks so Interstellar. And it comes out actually pretty early in the month, too. It's uh, November 7th, so looking forward to it. Uh, my pick is another uh, awards bait film, which... Uh, we <laughs> Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Mentioning uh, Steve Carell's involvement with... Oh, oh yes. yes. God yes. damn it, that's my pick. Uh, but, well, good. We can both talk about oh, it. Oh, yes, let's um, talk about it. Where he plays the real-life Gru. <laughs> He's got like the... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Foxcatcher. Yeah. yeah. Um, huge fan of Bennett Miller. Love Capote. Love Moneyball. Um, even things that he did been involved with as a writer before getting the director chair. But uh, that's a Car- good resume, you know. Yeah, like- Steve Carell. I'm ready to see him just be incredible in a dramatic role, creepy as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the trailer kind of gets me, makes me feel dirty watching his character like interact with uh, Channing Tatum's character. Mm-hmm. Based on true events, I mean, that always makes it crazy interesting. Um, I like how Steve buried the lead. He was selling this as a, a Steve Carell film that he's excited to see, but really, well, no, I, I it's his boy Channing. That's, I, I, meant, that's... I mentioned Steve Carell only could the lead in. We had his family yeah, film no, coming out yeah. the month before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I love Channing Tatum. I love Steve Carell. I like Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. love Bennett Miller. I mean, it, every, it all adds up. It's interesting. It's intriguing. It's a real-life story that I remember, mm-hmm. and I love to see it dramatized, and I just want to see how how impressive. Every, I mean, everybody's been raving about everybody in this film. Um, the only thing that makes me uncomfortable watching the trailers or the posters is Channing Tatum's cauliflower ear. Yeah. It really oh. bothers me, like the wrestlers, how they have that. Like, even in high school and college, it really freaked me out one of my best friends in high school always had it because he was a wrestler just the most uncomfortable thing to look at <laughs> yeah but uh oh man it just looks awesome that shot in the trailer he's like walking through with the gun it's just mm-hmm. like oh, oh yeah it's, it's it looks great it looks dark it's it's got yeah no it Oscar does written all over it and... you're totally right but it, it's it looks so engaging yeah i'm i'm ready for that that's for sure that's one of my that's gotta be one of my top ones of the season i think that one that one and nightcrawler those october november releases i i do love steve carell i you know i was just thinking the other day about having followed him from you know bit appearances on the daily Daily show Show. to like becoming like a rising star on there to knowing he had it like i remember when he and stephen colbert both showed up on that show i thought to myself like that guy has got that guy's funny He's yeah. got it. It was no surprise at all when they became household names, you know. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I love this progression of Steve Carell, and I hope that, I hope that it's like, I hope that the it, the prosthetics don't overwhelm the the perform. I mean, it's just it's odd sometimes when they make someone up that extremely, but it does Absolutely. change his, like he goes from being comforting, sweet, sweet seeming Steve Carell to seeming like a guy you really wouldn't want to mess with at all. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that one too. I noticed nobody, by the way, when we were talking about October, I noticed nobody mentioned Annabelle. 
Well, I mean, I'll I obviously am going to see that the week of my birthday because I just have to. Well, I am, I'm curious about I'm it curious, because yeah. I because I because I don't know. You know, it, we all the Conjuring. It seems a follow up to that, but I just think it's interesting how Annabelle almost seems like it's it's a different level. It doesn't yeah, seem like it's as much of a prestige product yeah, as, no. as different tone. The Conjuring was. Definitely yeah. different tone. It doesn't look quite as. That first trailer that they released for it that, sh- that played out like a scene was actually mm-hmm. pretty creepy though. Yeah. Like where the guy goes next door and then the woman's walking around and then the people come over. That's pretty creepy. But it does seem like they're going what this they can no longer say based on a true story, right? Because no. that stuff is flat out not. No, you know not what I mean? At all. Not at all. But anyway. I'll see that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it, what, what what do you got for November? Yeah. Uh, oh, you were, you were sharing Foxcatcher or you're going to go something Yeah, Foxcatcher was it. I mean, second if I weren't going to pick Foxcatcher is obviously The Hunger Games. Okay, Fuck dude, it. I'm stoked on that. That oh, new trailer man, they, is awesome. Yeah, they're no, great movies. I mean, man. they. That, I feel like that whole series just like went next level last yeah, year mm-hmm. with uh, what was the second one? Catching, Catching fire. Catching fire. I mean, it caught fire last year. Yeah, and I mean, like, in all seriousness, I I liked the first one. I I never read the books, you know, but the, these young adult like series that they kind of roll out into these major motion picture franchises. <clears> I haven't connected with many of them, but I mean, I was a huge fan of like Harry Potter, but. The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, like totally just, I bought into it. Like yeah. the wasn't well, it interesting? You mentioned Harry Potter, but both the Hunger Games series and the Harry Potter series start off with relatively uh, like a a, a a a competent director who knows oh, how yeah. to lay down the kind of visual style for the world, but didn't really seem to have much cinematic style in making the movie. But like casting is strong. Laying down the the world, and then the sequels, they get directors in, you know, who seem to have more of a visual aesthetic. The scope just goes, yeah. And, like, it's... definitely with Mockingjay Part 1, like, you get that sense of that scope. And there's a shot in the trailer where she, like, takes out a some kind of jet with an arrow. And I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, yeah, badass. I'm, you know, once again, I'm a Katniss fan. I think she's cool. So uh, good. I don't think too many of those series have, like, people dying. So, like, I, I feel like the... Yeah. The... You know the the stakes are higher. It's it's one thing for somebody to like disappear and oh man, but it's another thing that for somebody to be in a in a game and die and mm-hmm. like okay, they may not have shown that person get their head bashed in, but you know what happened. It's crazy. The government is shitty. They want to overthrow the government. That's the, that's like bigger stuff that I think that we can kind of relate to on some levels. Just how weird media is and how they handle these sort of situations. Mm-hmm. It's it's done in a very different way than any of the other like I say, sort of kid series that they're trying to get people to get on have really been done. So, I'm also curious. There's a couple of horror films coming out in November that seem worth mentioning. Um, well, the Babadook. That's supposed to be incredible. Did the rounds at festivals? Yeah, and I got can't great wait notices. for that. That sounds really interesting. And then I'm I'll, I'm curious about VHS Viral. I mean, I guess Me I'm I'm signed in for that series. Me I don't too. you know I'm, it's not like something I just I just love, but I I think it's cool if it becomes another seemingly another kind of annual tradition to, to put one of these out. I like the idea that you're getting the shorter, lower investment film. And it does still seem like the best way to do found footage is to say we're going to, you know, come up with a concept that only has to, has to sustain uh, 15 or 20 minutes yeah. as opposed to a whole movie. Yeah. But I'm interested. Uh, I have to go see that with you guys. I feel like nobody I have seen those with, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Those. I mean, maybe I can drag Aaron with me, but all my friends that we've oh, they seen hated them with, that they, they shit. Hated I remember when they fucking hated it. You um, seem to have a lot of those where it's like, you, 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 your, your enthusiasm yeah. brings people along yeah. with you, and then you realize like, wait, maybe this wasn't a yeah. I with done horror that. films, especially, it's t- such a tough sell. I find that like it's rare that a horror film is good in a way 
that like non because I mean as a horror like a gobbler up of horror I will I'll <laughs> there's a lot of shit but I mean I'll see anything like yeah. I'll see Oculus I'll see as above so below I'll yeah. see the Did you I'll see, see that? not yet but I want to see it yeah I, I heard, do too everything I hear makes it sound more interesting yes okay but like you know what I mean I'll go see it and I'll go see oh quarantine's not as good as wreck I'll still watch it uh, quarantine two is really not as good I'll still watch like you see there's you another know. wreck coming out. I guess there is. I did hear that. And it's actually like, I don't know. Ah, the last one was so bad. Yeah. I still, I'm, I'm... Which reminds me, now that we're all on mic, this is the perfect time to do this business. But I think for our for our Halloween episode this year, did we talk about this? Doing horror movie pet peeves? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do that. That's a good list, right? Oh, it'll be good. So if you're out there, what's the number? Five, 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 five. out there somewhere. Yeah, maybe so. At the end of the episode, we'll do that. We'll we'll solicit that and get no calls, you people. But um, I guess that brings us to December, the Chris, the most Christmassy month you of know, the year, in my opinion. Looking at the month, I, I feel like I was having trouble picking a movie. This month looks terrible for this month. I don't know if it's just um, I don't have a good list. Maybe the let me check your EW list, John. There's one movie that I'll just go ahead and start with since you're going to okay. look at my list. But uh, you know, I'm in the bag for Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, Inherent okay. Vice. That would be one of them I was thinking of. Inherent Vice just looks really good. It's based on a pension, a Thomas Pension novel, uh, and he doesn't often write kind of breezy, uh, plot-oriented novels that could be made into movies. And 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 this was a this was one that definitely, you know, it's kind of a. Seems like I think it's set in the '70s in California, and it's just meant to kind of take you through, like, uh, sort of a. I mean, in a similar way that Big Lebowski sort of seemed to take like the noir conventions and and supplant them to California. This seems to be, or to supplant them to a more modern era. It seems like that's what this inherent vice is doing. Like you, you know, you've got a lead character that's kind of a kind of a burnout stoner type detective and he runs across all these counterculture types just from from what I can tell I haven't read the book but I've heard good things about it and I'm you know Joaquin Phoenix in a Paul Thomas Anderson film I'm there oh, uh James uh Josh Brolin playing uh uh like a hard-nosed cop No it's actually James Brolin you were oh, right, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Brolin boys uh the younger Brolin the younger as kind of a like he's got like a flat top you know, and he seems like he, it's in the seventies, and he seems like he's a holdover from that previous era at this point in the story. Um, great cast, just sounds really interesting. Yeah. I think P.T. Anderson does well with those sort of rambling stories where there's a lot of odd characters in it, and that's what mm. this seems to be. So I can't wait to see some footage from it. But I, just as it is, I'm I'm really intrigued. Yeah, by the, good. By I, the I, film itself, I almost picked that, but then I knew that you would. Yeah. I, I, so I, I went I went wild card. Well, maybe not so much wild card, but. I figured I should probably in- introduce some comedy into my season, so I'm, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> with Seth Rogen's uh, oh, yeah. the interview. Oh, definitely. Uh, trailer's awesome. James Franco, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. Uh, what's her name from Masters of Sex? Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, she's in it. I love. Looks Lizzie funny. Kaplan. The idea of them going and being recruited by the CIA to assassinate looks, Kim Jong-un. Is, it looks It just hilarious. is such a high-concept yeah. thing, and they seem to be developing it with a certain amount of groundedness, but it seems like... I mean, it seems like a fun... Like, after you see... After seeing... Um, was it called Neighbors? Was Neighbors. It after Neighbors and... <laughs> I just couldn't remember, because wasn't there another was movie called... called wasn't there a movie called Neighbors <laughs> from the 80s with, like, uh, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi? Uh, I'm not sure. And that's why I thought maybe it wasn't Maybe you're Neighbors. right. But, um... After Neighbors and after uh, uh, This is the End, 
I've just come to trust that that factory of guys, when they make a movie, that especially when they star in it, especially yeah. when you got Franco and Seth Rogen in it, it just indicates that this script, like they had an idea and they ran with it and they're going to pull it off with a level of filmic finish and budget. I mean, they're just inter- they're interesting writers and directors, those yeah, guys. Yeah. Like they, they do these concepts that seem like maybe they couldn't work, but they actually have these, I don't know, the, like the, 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 the preview for this was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and just getting the concept across is funny. And that actor from Veep seems to be playing Kim Jong-un. What's, oh, yeah. What's yeah. his name? Uh, yeah, he plays one of the running... Yeah, he's yeah. one of her opponents. And he's great. And I feel like I've seen him in other things. Randall Park. Randall Park. Yeah. But the Korean government like said that it was like an act, act of, of aggression or yeah. an act of war or something like that. So I just love the idea that a comedy <laughs> is... <laughs> that looks as silly as that yeah. is going to go that far, but it reminds me of the way that South Park would bring in yeah, those Team types America. of elements and just yeah yeah exactly. That's such a good movie. So yeah, with, no, good. I agree with you, Steve. Looks good. If I hadn't gone with um, Inherent Vice, that would have been one of the one of the two that were contenders for me. So mm-hmm. for sure. So what do you got, Ronale? Big eyes, Tim yeah. B. Yes, Love, cool. I, I want Tim Burton to redeem himself. Plus Amy Adams. Plus yeah. Christoph Waltz. That shitty, that shitty Alice in Wonderland movie. <laughs> you gotta redeem yourself, guy. And I well, think the, that, was, that was followed by Dark Shadows, which I didn't see, but that didn't I didn't see Dark much. Shadows. Yeah. I heard it was okay. I yeah. didn't I wanna see it. But yeah. No, but this looks like he's in in like Ed Wood territory. Yeah. And I think the script is actually written by the same screenwriting team that wrote the script for uh for Ed Wood. Oh wow. It's like Ed and Larry something. Yeah, you're right. What's the name? Uh, Larry Karazowski. 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 Something like that. Anyway, like those, and and yeah, that just seems like a good, I don't know, a good teaming again. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm and, always. And, game did you grow up with those big eye paintings around? Like when yeah. you were kids, did people have those in their house? I've definitely seen them. Okay, so the fact that people were actually behind it, I didn't even know there was a story to it. But it, <laughs> it's like it didn't occur to me that those had to come from some artist, and then then to know that there's some. It's just interesting to think that somebody was just like, let's just make these eyes big. That'll, yeah. <laughs> that'll make it good. It's so weird. That'll be our trademark. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm definitely interested. So. Any, anybody give two shits about... Uh, I want to see Hot Tub Time Machine. I was about to say Hot Tub Time Machine too, and I was also going to suggest that... Um, yeah, nobody really cares about the Paddington film, but I'm, you know, you know, I like I'm, Paddington Bear a lot. I'm curious about, I mean, you know, whatever, The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. Horrible Bosses looks terrible. I'm curious about it, but I didn't really like the first one, but and Big Hero Six. I yeah, that was I, another one for November yeah, that I, I thought that the trailer looked uh, the, with the teaser looked pretty good. No, that actually looks really good. It's just it's hard to tell how much it's going to transcend that kind of fun kitty movie angle and how much there's an actual story there. And it's like, you can't really tell from the trailers for yeah. Big Hero 6. But visually, it looks really, really cool. And I like the style. Just the, the animation itself is really is really lovely. And the, the design of the robot, the way he's like a soft, inflatable bag or something, <laughs> yeah. is really is really kind of cool. And that Scott adds it uh, from, uh, who played Pete Hornberger on 30 Rock oh. as the voice of the robot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just, he's uh, like an improv actor and a, he's popped up in lots of little comedy roles over the years. And it's great to think, oh, maybe he's going to get the springboard into something a little more mainstream because he's a very so. funny guy. Yeah. 
Anything else? Is any does anybody care about Annie, the Annie remake with Jamie Foxx and I'm gonna Clippenzani? I'm gonna see it at some point. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm very curious. Curious. I just am glad that it's not a uh, a, a Smith Pinkett child that's starring in the yeah. film. That like knowing that it was Quevenzani Wallace made me go. All right, cool. I, I'm already more in than I would have been if it had been some uh, uh, Pinkett Smith spawn. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it it didn't seem like there was much coming out. But once I read the list, I was sort of surprised that so many things were. But it does it does seem like by the time you get to December, there's a lot of fluff, uh, like Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb, and then I don't know about Into the Woods. I'm just not ready to say it looks good or bad. But do you know the musical at all? No. Oh, that's the one with all the like uh, characters. Yeah, I, I, I like the trailer. With the characters, with yeah, all the, with the tra- characters, <laughs> all the characters. Yeah, that's uh, Anna Kendrick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Meryl I mean, Streep. Yeah, it yeah. looks good. I mean, I'm in- I'm definitely intrigued in seeing it. Yeah, I don't know much about the source material or the the musical or anything like that. It's interesting to look at December and see some of these type of like tentpole franchise films. I mean, I guess that may have always been the case, but it really does. It really is funny the way the fall works. The way that. You get these more interesting kind of smaller films through most of the fall, and then when you get to December, it's like another one of those little, it's another blockbuster season. Yeah. You know, like in addition to the last of the Oscar bait films, you also get movies that are designed just to open big and make a lot of money, like Night at the Museum Part Three. Yeah. Which is that going to be Robin Williams' last film role? No, he. Had, I think he had like three other movies done. I don't think that's going to be the last one to come out now. Hey, we never did talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have any anything to add to the national conversation about, uh, or the worldwide conversation about Robin Williams? I know that most of the films I would have picked as favorites, I saw other people mention, but I'll, off the top of my head, I would say The Fisher King and uh, World's Greatest Dad were the two that I sort of put on the on my mantle in my mind as movies that I'll probably revisit forever. What were your big Robin uh, Williams picks? Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Death to Smoochie. A lot of people didn't like Death to Smoochie. One I, hour I photo. I, I liked him I, a lot in it. I don't know if I liked yeah, that movie much, but I, I thought his role in Death yeah, to Smoochie was really funny. It was funny. so good. I mean, it was a departure from anything I'd seen him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just seeing him very aggressive and angry. <laughs> it, was cool. it was so cool. Yeah. Um, those are probably my top three. I, li- I really liked how creepy he was in One Hour Photo as well. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I, I like the stuff that showed. His his acting skills like I I just like comedically we know he's he's a genius. Oh and Jumanji, oh my God Jumanji, I love them more. I go, I, go, I, I go for like the nostalgia ones. I mean I I think he's great in a, a lot of the movies you guys have mentioned. Yeah. But I I'd have to say my my three would probably be Hook, Dead Poets, and Aladdin. Oh um, yeah. No no oh, yeah. Aladdin is one I I would put on that yeah. on that. It's it, it, it's 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 I mean by the time this we we've missed the boat on yeah. giving our. No. I, I remember mean, when we thought we were going to maybe yeah. get squeeze one in a couple of weeks ago, we thought we might cover it, but I still thought that it would be, you know. I would also say an underrated performance of his, I think, in Insomnia. Not a lot of people really like that movie, but um, I, I was, A, one of the few people that I think that I knew that liked the film. Yeah. But also, I thought his role in that was really understated, and part of what made that film stick with me so much was that his his kind of villainous turn didn't, it wasn't a, a mustache-twirling villain. He was a really sad, kind of quiet man. And mm. I think he did that really well. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit with Philip Seymour Hoffman when we kind of did a tribute to him, where the way that 
he seemed to tap into something in human nature that wasn't always pretty. And yeah. I think Robin Williams always seemed like he was on the verge, like his eyes always seemed a little wet, like he was about to cry, you know? And I think when he did that type of heartstring tugging role, yeah. it really got you because you just knew this guy. I, th- I mean, maybe we knew it all along that he was, that there was a darkness there that he was kind of carrying with them. I don't think it was always so apparent, but looking back, it seems re- really apparent that most of his roles had that emotional quality to them. Yeah, and definitely. to think that that guy was, you know, who he was and yet still suffering through yeah. the, what he was suffering through. It's still terrible. have to listen to the Mark Marin yeah. podcast that everybody keeps saying is like the defining. Sort oh, you of, still haven't listened to I it? Still, I've never listened to it. Yeah. I keep hearing that. It's amazing. It is because of how much it seems like the interview, I don't know, knowing that someone would kill themselves and then you hear an interview that was done, you know, a couple of years before. Like mm. I think the interview is from 2010, but in which he talks about suicide, he talks about depression, mm. he talks about the darkness and what a fight it is. So it's like it doesn't. It's not like it should make you feel better, but mm. it definitely is interesting to note that like he was aware of these of these forces inside himself, you know, and it was something he would uh, had gotten to the point that he would talk very freely about. Um, but I'll check it out. He's a good interview. No, you. Yeah, he, well, when he's got a subject who's really got something to say, and Robin Williams, there's in that interview, you really get the sense that he's kind of, he's clear in the air about a few things. He's gotcha. at a point in his career with at, when that interview's done that that he doesn't really have anything left to prove, and he seems to be enjoying the fact that he can speak frankly about like you know like allegations that he stole jokes early in his career and that kind of uh. thing. Like he was one of those guys that people accused of doing that a lot. So he addresses that in addition to you know everything else. So right, I'll check it out. Yeah, but is there? Yeah, so I don't know. There's got to be. You're right. He probably has a couple. Yeah, of I read an article. There was like two or three movies that that he had also completed in addition to the Night at the Museum one that'll be coming out. One of them has Simon Pegg in it, where he where Robin Williams is. He's the voice of uh, I think his dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember. That, that's one of the one of the three I read up on. But yeah, it's just it's it's a sad sad that sad thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like one of the you know one of the actors that was a staple especially for our generation, like growing up in various types of films through childhood, teenage years, adulthood, you know, it's like he had some foot in, in one film that was like very influential on, on myself as a person and most people that I know that are my age. I think I heard that said that like, depending on who you are, you had a totally different set of films that he yeah. was like almost inescapable in. Sure. But the fact that his career went on for as long as it did, yeah. Mm. yeah. He clearly had a mark. And sure. Left to mark over over the decades, but yeah, we it's good that we can get in a yeah. couple of months after people stop <laughs> stop making their their best of lists on yeah, that definitely. one. Okay. Bat bat cleanup on uh, <laughs> on Robin Williams, but but I just thought that was odd when I saw the Night of the Museum trailer when he's in there and it's yeah. like you just it's weird to like literally it was like I think I saw a film that had that trailer like the a day or two after he had died and it was oh, very wow. strange thinking about him in this dark sad way and then seeing this really frivolous role you know really yeah. silly movie um and i began to think like i wonder i wonder if you know it's almost like the um the what was the movie that they they re-edited that had a climax that happened in a theater um they did some reshoots on it the mob movie oh, gangster squad gangster yeah. squad where the 
seeing the trailer, like I saw that trailer, and I was wondering, like, oh, are they going to pull this trailer because just because people aren't ready to see him in this kind of silly yeah. way? And I, did, yeah. I, I don't know if they if they did because it, maybe it's pretty irrelevant. But it was a little strange to go from like everyone's talking about how sad his suicide was, and then there he is, you know, in the trailer, yeah, kind yeah. of mugging as uh, Teddy Roosevelt, but who I guess he plays in those films, yeah. Right? yeah. Lots of movies don't look good to me, though. Has anybody seen? Have you seen any of them? I've seen the first one. It's just just straightforward. Like it's family, yeah, Yeah. fun. I guess I should show more family films to my kid. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what I'm figuring out. (laughs) Instead of like wondering if he's ready for Dawn of the Dead yet, I should probably maybe you know go back and watch Night at the Museum, Mm. or maybe not. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So I guess that's our picks, right? Yeah, that's it. That's that. That's those are our best bets for the for the rest of the year, pretty much. Holy cheat! You, you tired, Ronald? I'm exhausted. Is this past your bedtime? It is. Well, thank you for hanging in there with us. Oh man, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for listening. Right? Is that? Yeah, that's what we say. Us. Yeah. I'm like a jerk. I'm we'll uh, hopefully that. come back and talk about all these movies when we do our best. Yeah. I'm sure some of them will make the best of list. Yeah. Find a spot somewhere, and some that we didn't even mention, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. And, and what's that Google Voice number, Steve? It's uh four four three 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 zero two four six two. That's four four three 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 zero two four six two. Call in and share your horror movie pet peeves. Mm. And we, if if anybody calls in. You will make the episode. Yes, you will make the episode. <laughs> we will play your clip. But we're going to be back. Uh, I think, actually, if we stay on the schedule we're on, we have an episode that actually will come out on Halloween. I don't know oh, how cool. often that happens. Oh. So, yes, the actual wow. Halloween episode. But in between now and then, there should be another one. Or maybe we can catch up on Tusk and some of the other films, like oh, Box cool. Trolls. Yeah, absolutely. That already have come out. Absolutely. And maybe Ronald will get some rest. <clears throat> yeah, I will at some point in my life. you got plenty of time. I do. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, as always, you've made our day. Take care. Don't say that you love me.